found the Michigan Business Network, and thanks for tuning in to Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Verschero, your humble host today, and I'm so glad to have with us someone who's come highly recommended, and he comes all the way from the beautiful town of Bad Axe, Michigan. It's T.L. Bushy. He's the CFO of Gemini Group. T.L., thanks for joining us. Thanks for your time. Well, thanks for the invite. Looking forward to it. Yeah, well, I appreciate you being with us. And, of course, I've heard from some people that I respect a lot that uh, this is the guy you want to get on the leadership lowdown. So no pressure, TL. Nothing to be worried about. But I was so excited that we could get into your schedule and get you on board. So I appreciate that. And tell me, am am I talking to you out of beautiful Bad Axe, Michigan? I'm sitting in my office looking at a two sugar beet fields that the neighbors here have. So, yes, a beautiful day uh, here in the tip of the thumb. Yeah, it sure sounds like bad acts if you're looking at sugar beet fields, right? That's kind of the way it goes. Well, I appreciate uh, you being with us, and, and uh, hopefully the weather's good up there. It's good here. And uh, one of the things that we wanted to ask you about is, I guess, tell me a little bit about um, the overview of Gemini Group and, and your role as CFO. What does that look like? So Gemini Group is a manufacturing company. We headquarter here in Bedex, Michigan. We have uh, plants in Ohio, Texas, uh, one in Mexico, and then in Alabama. Oh, the wow. majority of our, our majority of our business is right here in, in the in the tip of the thumb of Michigan. Um, we man, we employ about thirteen hundred people. Currently have openings. Um, is with many businesses now. It's it's hard to find um, hard to find help. Yeah, yeah. So um, we we are what you call a middle market company. Is in the manufacturing world. We have all different processes, metals and plastics. Um, and I'm in charge of anything to do with with numbers, anything to do with <laughs> financials. So not only historical um, uh, gap or generally accepted accounting. Uh, principles, um, reporting reports, but also b- budgeting, forecasting, as well as all the all the banking that all falls underneath um, my group, and even the cost cost accounting all falls uh, under my my control. And I have some very good people that work for me that um, enable us to get our information out quickly to our plant managers and and so that they can make decisions to continue to manage your company. You bet. Well, you know, turning turn around data and having it move in a quick quick enough fashion, that's kind of important because when you think about the way that um, that numbers move and when you're dealing with uh, probably big numbers and big issues, uh, you don't want to be uh, late to the table with the information you need to run the business. So, is that um, so? Tell me, is that something that that uh, you started out th- dreaming all your life? Were you a numbers guy forever, or did you kind of uh, work your way up through the ranks? And tell me, tell me how you got to where you're at. Where did where did it all start? Well, is um, if you if you watch the Goonies, you can you know as <laughs> when they ask Chunk, you know, of start from the beginning. I can start back when I was age five and. And started running. Uh, I grew up on a farm, and uh, and started running a tractor when I was five years old. <laughs> yeah. uh, raked hay, so to be. And I still remember today the know the field, and and uh, my mother was worried sick and would watch through binoculars, you know, a half a mile away or so. <laughs> That's what moms do, right? <laughs> you know. So, um, actually, it was in. Uh, I think it was the ACT test when you had to fill out all that information. It actually steered me toward numbers and said based on my skill set um, numbers and also people person and so um, went to college at uh, graduated from Lakers a local yeah. local school here in Pigeon and 
then went to Central Michigan um, with a, became a their accounting degree and then sat for the CPA exam and and then worked in public accounting for 20 some years before I came over to private accounting here so to speak at Gemini Group. Yeah. I've been here 15 years now to be this fall. Well, that's 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 amazing, and of course, when you think about you know um, uh, living in in here on county, I don't know if people realize what um, a, an interesting place here on county is, and I mean that uh, in the highest regard. Um, when I was up there, I remember uh, years ago, I was I was driving with one of my salespeople, and I I mentioned that boy, that looks like that that one room schoolhouse is still being operated. And and he he looked at me and he says it is. I go what? And he says yeah. There's eleven of them in Huron County uh, that were in operation at the time that that conversation came up. And I'm like, man, that is just something because, um, as they say, there's no highway running through Huron County on its way somewhere else. You're going out on a peninsula up there, and and uh, it's beautiful, it's wonderful, and it is uh, it does have a sense of. Uh, being somewhat remote in that uh, you just don't get all that traffic that goes up I-75. They kind of miss you. They got to come to Huron County on purpose, don't they? Right. It's definitely a, a, a destination. And and if you and if you haven't been here, it's of course you have been, as you mentioned, but it's definitely flat farmland. And <laughs> there is, I think there's two to one cows to people. I think oh, that's funny. 32,000 residents and there's over 60,000 Dairy cows and uh, <laughs> uh, I think 500 plus windmills. So in fact, beyond my sugar beet fields here that I'm looking at, I can also see windmills off in a distance towards Elkton and also even towards Ubley, the, Heavens, yes. the original wind parks. Um, and that came to us in Michigan. Yeah, uh, they sprouted. They sprouted up uh, since I left there, and and uh, look uh, made the landscape look a lot different. Well, you're helping us understand your world, and it makes sense that you know the ratio of cows to people up in Huron County because you're a numbers guy. And we're so glad you're helping us understand what's going on up there with Gemini Group. T.L. Bushy is going to be right back after we get done with these messages here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Sinair has been advancing communities and providing opportunities for people in Michigan for more than 25 years. Through lending, investments, and the creation of homes and jobs, Sinair has made a combined $7 billion impact on the communities they serve. Learn more at www.sinair.com. You found the Leadership Lowdown here on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Vic Versero, and grateful to have with me today T.L. Bushy. He's the CFO of Gemini Group way up there and beautiful here on County. And it's flat, and it's quiet, and it's just the way he likes it, I bet, because he's lived there all his life. And so I have to tell you, uh, T.L., as you talked about some of your roles up there, uh, you mentioned in the last segment that you spent your first 20 years in public accounting. And I'm afraid some of us are ignorant on, on what's some of the differences are. Can you kind of unpack that a little bit for us? Oh, absolutely. So uh, public accounting is uh, is when a, in a, a professional is a, a CPA, so certified public accountant, um, works for a firm, and they have numerous clients. And so not to, currently where I'm at in private 
accounting or a private company, I basically I have one client, so to speak. That's Gemini Group. Sure. Public accounting, you have numerous clients, and so that you that you engage with, you know, throughout the year, um, whether it's during the um, monthly helping them with their financials, advising them, or it, or tax planning towards their their fiscal year end, and then also the compliance or tax reporting completing the tax forms and in in between there there might be estate planning or family planning or succession planning all those sort of items and so it's numerous clients versus one single client when you have public versus uh into the private sector well the difference must be striking because i would i gotta believe when you're in public accounting you you're like you said one day you're working on an estate plan the other day you're working with a uh maybe an entrepreneur trying to figure out what the best way for them to get their taxes filed and where they go from there right so it's it's quite a potpourri of different things you're doing um, do you ever get, uh, probably not a fair question, but but does it ever get mundane when you go from public accounting, all kinds of different things, into the in-depth world of being a CFO uh, like you are with Gemini? You know, one of, the, one of the things that I found is that time seems to pass quicker in the private sector. And huh. the main reason is, is, most of the clients, in, in, when you're in public accounting, you see them maybe a couple times, uh, three or four times towards the year end, and then they're after the year end for tax uh, planning, and and you may not engage with them for three or four months at a time. And so as you as you do all the planning for um, to where to um, manage, help them manage their their tax liability, and then you see the results after their year their year end. That's usually a year process now yeah. in in a private sector because we we measure it monthly and so we're, we're in fact um, reviewing financials you know estimating for the for the next month and then as soon as that month is over and two to three days after month end um, we have actual results and we compare to that to our our planned or our budgeted results yeah, so right. in fact this morning before the call um, we were on the third business day um, in July, and we have all our monthly numbers done, which is extremely <laughs> unusual to have. So it, it passes real fast, because I'm, a, of course, a number, we mentioned before, I'm a numbers guy, and I, and I want to see what the results were. You know, we estimate them, and here's where they're actual, and why were we, oh, and then always ask the question, you know, why was it better, or why was it short, yeah. um, or shortcomings, and let's figure it out. Well, and to so, your point, uh, yeah. you, you put it up against the plan, right, son? That's kind of the measuring stick, just seeing where you're at against your plan because that's going to impact the outcome. But when you when you start thinking about monthly uh, measurements, um, tell me about that. How does that feel when you're measuring monthly? But, you know, in the end, if you if you make it up the following month, I guess that wasn't the tragedy you thought it was. Is that is that difficult to, to, to look at those short periods of time, or do you find that that gives you uh, a much quicker reaction to the ups and downs? It definitely gives us a much uh, quicker reaction so that we can have our plant managers and our supervisors to, to make changes and adjustments. You know, one of the big issues that we're dealing with right now in, in most industries is the high price of high price and shortage of raw materials uh, yeah. through numerous factors is that is that we're chasing and then with delayed sales with the semiconductor shortage that's that's affecting a lot of businesses and you know we're we're heavy automotive 
supplier, and so obviously with the um, unit build being down, um, you know, we're, we're down, and so we yeah. need to make adjustments, and which we are, and that's why it's imperative they get financial, actual financials out to our um, our folks so that they can make those um, adjustments on the fly. Yeah, well, you, you kind of you kind of made my head turn when you talked about getting getting the information out this quick in the month because you know a couple of those days were basically uh, weekends and holidays. So you had somebody working over the weekend to get you numbers. In fact, I think my controller was working because yesterday <laughs> afternoon I he's sending out financials and so um, and uh, so he actually was in even though it was a you know it was a day off. Yeah. But that's the type of dedication that we um, you know numbers people have they, yeah. they want to see the results. Oh yeah, they're curious. Well, I love it. I think uh, it's tribute to you can't hire everybody that you want to right now, but the ones you got sure are worth their weight in gold. So that's kind of cool that uh, you've got somebody like that. TL, we're so glad you're with us today. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. Physicians Health Plan is local. For 35 years, we've been a part of your community, and we take pride in helping you get the coverage, care, and personal service you deserve. Go to phpmichigan.com for more information. We're the health plan that works for you. This is the Michigan Business Network. You found the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero with T.L. Bushy. He's calling in from Bad Axe, Michigan, and he is the CFO of Gemini Group, a multinational organization that has uh, plants and operations in other countries as well as around the state, and their headquarters is located in beautiful downtown Bad Axe, which, what, T.L., how many people live in Bad Axe, do you think? 3,500? 3, yeah, it's right around that. Right around that, three thousand to thirty-five hundred. Yeah. Been been that way forever. Forever, like. yeah. And the whole county probably has roughly uh, thirty. I think three thirty thousand to thirty-five thousand. I think is all that's in the county. And and again, it's not on the way to something else. It's not like just outside the county. There's a big metropolis. Uh, outside the county is Huron, is uh, Lake Huron, right? So that's what you got. Well, that does beg the question: when you have that type of uh, of a limited pool and your world headquarters are right there in Bad X. Um, tell me about your hiring situation. The, the world is hurting right now to try to find great people and get them um, engaged after coming out of the pandemic. Any thoughts on what you're doing there or what you're finding? Uh, yeah, certainly. Um, we do have in our HR department, uh, human resources, we, we, um, we do have a couple people that are dedicated just to, um, to talent and development. And so they're in recruitment. So their their task is to find us good people, and let's keep those uh, those good people that we do find. Yeah. And so a number of things that we've we've done is we actually have billboards. If you um, drive you drive into the county, you will see uh, big signs up billboards that <laughs> you know here here's what we're paying. Here's you know benefits. And yeah. Here's a number to call or, or that. A lot of things locally or lately too we're doing is with social media is um, is what the the folks are, um, are are doing is trying to to attract people and we have we have referral programs where um, the bonuses to existing employees that if they if they refer someone and and they work for a number of um, a certain amount of time that 
the referring employee gets a gets a nice bonus. Uh, nice. And so we different incentives like that, and and we try to you know one of the things we do is is um, in our plants, of course, we keep them safe. You know, safety is number one, safe working environment, and also clean. Yeah. And, um, and, and try to keep people comfortable as best they can. It's uh, what we call a lot of our work is light production work. Um, so it's it's uh, not if it's strenuous or um, you know we try to you know automate it so we can we can um, make it easier for for folks to work. But um, and the, one of the things that we do is is um, our our ownership group, our, our board of directors, are are. Are all local. They're all from the uh, from the original families that started oh, wow. it, and and they're out in the plants. And so you know <laughs> they take plant tours. They know the people by name, and I think that helps a lot. Kind of you know just one big family. Yeah, um, that's got to help with retention, wouldn't it? Uh, don't you have uh, long term employees this way? Oh yeah, yeah. Some of ours are you know in forty some years um, that they've been with our plants. Oh, so, wow. um, and that helps a lot. And and in in it's you know I learned a long time ago is you know you treat people how you want to be treated and, yeah and that helps that helps a lot and um, and if we have situations where supervisors are are not treating our employees right you know we we try to correct it you know obviously that's the first step and if it if that doesn't work you know we um, we ask them to choose a different employment. You know, yeah. somewhere else yeah. you know, if we have to well let me ask but, you yeah. this about about um, onboarding when you have a culture uh, and you use uh, powerful words like family I think that's pretty neat um, but when you get people into your family you've got to probably vet them out and try to make sure that they're the right people before you hire them but then once they get there how do you get them uh, onboarded so that they they get a sense of what that family's all about so what, one of the processes is there's a before they go out on the floor, they actually do a, a training session. So to show them where you know everything is in a plant, you know here's you know here's the safety, you know the safety glasses and and and, and if it's if you need earplugs in certain places, you do and you don't those things. And then they actually have a a buddy system. So someone will almost a mentor so yeah. that you just don't. You know, here's your employee badge. You swipe it in, and okay, go to work. You know, they try to um, try to have someone that you know helps them out, checks back in a couple days, just to make sure. Hey, if there's any issues, you know, just try to do that. Except we found out that was one of the reasons why retention was, is you just hey, here's your job. Go over there and see this guy and <laughs> yeah. or this gal, and you work for them. And yeah. well, I don't even know where the bathroom is. You know, <laughs> right. or, you know, or listen, for, listen for the lunch horn because uh, that's the next time we'll see somebody. So, well, you know, honestly, right. I just think that onboarding is such an important part, and especially when you use powerful words to describe the Gemini organization as a family, I think that's a big, big deal because uh, those things don't happen by accident. And I think uh, people with intention and purpose uh, build great organizations and you're sure helping us understand what you're doing up there in beautiful bad x michigan so tl thanks for joining us thanks for being with us here on the michigan business network this is vic versero we're going to go pay some bills and come right back
The attorneys of Foster Swift, Collins & Smith offer legal counsel to businesses, families, individuals, and municipalities throughout Michigan with offices in Lansing, Farmington Hills, Grand Rapids, Detroit, Marquette, and Holland. Clients know they can count on Foster Swift for all their legal needs, from straightforward wills to sophisticated business transactions and complex litigation. Learn more about Foster Swift and how they can assist you at fosterswift.com. This is the Michigan Business Network, and you found the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Versero with T.L. Bushy. He's the CFO of Gemini Group uh, out of Bad Axe, Michigan. And, of course, T.L., when we were talking earlier, you know, one of the things that happens is that you've got um, uh, a small town and you've got uh, a family uh, entity that you feel that you've got there in terms of the organization you have and how people feel about it. But, you know, um, a lot of times there's there's new organizations, whether it's new uh, customers or maybe it's new banking affiliations that you have to deal with, whatever that might be. But there's a way to, to onboard those people as well, too. Isn't there uh, some of the networking you have to do probably is may, maybe a little more in-depth because you're the numbers guy and you've got to be accountable for some of that information. T- tell me your thoughts on that. So one of the things that that a CFO needs to do is have relationships with numerous banks, and so we'll call them partners. Yeah. And you need to have, you know, more than one, just in case there's a hiccup for whatever reason, change in ownership or change in direction of the bank. And so I have probably five or six relationships, and actually I'm going to call them friends. Yeah. Um, that are different the banks that call on me, and, and and we'll get together. They'll usually come up uh, once a year. We, we review the numbers you know, of where we've been, where we're going, our five-year plan, and review that with them. Take them on some plant tours. Um, they love to show off our facilities. Yeah. And, you know, they um, did see what's going on, and they have those. And, and also there's a lot of events that, you know, that are out in the industry. Um, norm, there might be educational events, say, for uh, uh, seminars with topics. They could be... Um, luncheons or with um, economists um, that are, you know, speaking. So it gets a lot of those. Some of them are, are you know, might be a, you know, a fishing trip, that sort of thing, or maybe a golf outing. <laughs> yeah. And so as you, you know, you get to rub shoulders with different people, not only with bankers, um, with my consultants, the CPAs, attorneys, and what I, I try to, to get to know as many other CFOs that I can in just so when you get into circumstances that maybe you're having a, a tough time with a, a customer and you, you want to call on your, your friends or associates and a, the CFO of another company, you know, that we're not, you know, direct competitors with that, but we just share ideas of, hey, you know, so-and-so is um, wanting to change their terms from 60 days to 90 days. And, you know, what kind of success has your company had of, and you're giving them pushback sure. to do that, and, or or um, different different topics. So, then I usually try to maintain I maintain quite a list of that, and and um, and you know, especially when last year when it was, you know, when COVID came along and we had the the shutdowns, it was you know, you, you reach out to your network of of friends or associates and in professionals and they you know here's what we're doing what are you guys doing yeah. as far as that you know to manage through this and you share different ideas so 
those those networks are just invaluable when it, it comes to different things. Well, so, I think you can. I um, think to, to your point, you can share that information, and you, and you know when you when you need that information, that's no time to start a new relationship. You want to have those existing ones where you can reach out and call. We oftentimes on this show, uh, TL, talk about your personal board of directors, and this might not necessarily apply, but the idea is that there's people you trust, people that you know infinitely well, and people that you have in your world, so that when you get into a situation where you need some advice or some outside counsel, you can make a phone call to that to that personal board member of yours and ask them uh, what's what's going on, what their thoughts are, how would they handle that situation. It's it's kind of invaluable. It sounds like in the industry that's what you've done. But let me ask you, how important is the word trust in dealing with uh, the numbers and all the bankers and everybody else? That's got to be a big thing you're working on on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, in... in uh one of the things that a CFO has to do is they have integrity, and mm. and and my bankers know that. I mean, I mean, they're partners, and, and not a lot of, and, and until you reach that point where you understand that, you know, they are your partner, they're a trusted advisor. Um, I I reach out to them, um, you know, at least once a month. We're actually friends uh, with our, our main bank, and and I. Whether it's good or bad news, you you need to share that and you share it quick, yeah. <laughs> so that they don't hear it from somebody else somewhere and um, through another channel. But, yeah, um, yeah. I always update them and and uh, here's what's going on and here's what went wrong and 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 here's what caused it and here's how we're going to fix it and and uh, we'll we'll make the adjustments and we'll let you know what we have it done. Yeah, well, you just you said two things there that really I think are very noteworthy. One was um, the whole notion of uh, good or bad. So you know you don't want to hide any of the bad information from those people that are your partners. Um, you want to make sure that they they get a full vetting of that and have a chance to see that. So good or bad, I think, is really the key because there's a lot of people that don't want to show that bad homework card that that report card to somebody uh, especially if they have a financial um, stake in your in your future and then the other thing is you said quickly you don't want them finding out from another role so you just I think what you did is you you probably put in place the two cornerstones of trust that I think are so valuable and I, I appreciate you sharing that TL and thanks so much for being with us today too we can't tell you how much we appreciate you being a part of the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. I'm Vic Vercherow. We'll be right back. Perfectly managed meetings, carefully planned conferences, and beautiful beginnings. That's what you'll find at Treetops Resort. We have an ideal location just minutes from I-75 and over 25,000 square feet of meeting and convention space. No matter what you're planning, let our spectacular views, spacious lodging, and outstanding customer service show you why Treetops is Michigan's most spectacular resort. Get a no-hassle quote for your next meeting at treetops.com or call at 888-TREETOPS. Michigan, 
This is the Michigan Business Network. You found the Leadership Lowdown, and today we're talking to T.L. Bushy. He's the CFO of Gemini Group. And T.L., as I think about some of the information you're sharing, I just think of the high-trust world that you're in, uh, dealing with uh, the financials, dealing with a lot of the banking uh, scenarios. There's been some uh, quite... Um, I, I think well-known instances where people in financial positions have uh, have um, uh, not done things exactly the way they should have done, and all of a sudden it catapults and creates some real terrible scenarios. So I appreciate where we went in that last segment, and I guess as I move forward here, tell me about you know you've you've now sounds like you've had a pretty distinguished career, um, uh, 30, 35 years of, of working. Um, tell me, are there, are there uh, as you look across that landscape, um, do you find that, that uh, every organization treats you like family, or is there sometimes uh, some scenarios that maybe didn't stand up to measures? So um, early on in my career, um, a firm I worked for was, um, there was a public accounting firm, so it was, it was partners and then there was a staff yeah. of the team members. And there's, and rarely would the partners um, go to lunch or invite the oh. team, the staff, to go to lunch with them. And so usually on an audit, so when you were out of the, out of the bad acts and you're out in the field, so to speak, but then, of course, you'd go with the partner and go to lunch. So, um, and so there's always a, you know, almost a them and us type of thing. And so it, it wasn't mm-hmm. a super... You know, comfortable. You know, it's like, oh, it's not really, you know, not really me. And so then a couple of years went by and I switched to a different firm and it was the first week I was there and and uh, the managing partner comes along and he, um, um, Al, Al Nitsky, who's retired now, and um, he comes along and he says, uh, hey, you want to go to lunch? <laughs> Sticks his head in my door. Sure. All right. He so, said, you're uh, talking to me? <laughs> Yeah, so four or five of us go to lunch, and, and Don Foppel, the other partner, was there. And so, you know, there was five or six of us, so we, we went to lunch. At, uh, and this went on. And the <laughs> next day, the same story. And I'm just like, wow, they must be treating a new guy, you know, and, and really nice. But it was every day they would go to lunch. You know, the partners, hey, who wants to go to lunch? Let's go. And, you know, you know, once in a while they wouldn't only because maybe they had a they had an appointment with a client that of sort of thing, but it felt really included and it really got to you know you got to know each other you know the partners got to know the the staff members you got to know them personally so that was a big impact on me and it probably helped shape me with you know with people that work for me you know is you treat them you treat them well that's why I want to be treated. Um, you respect them and you get to know them. And, you know, one of the things of, you know, I know most of the, my, oh, the people that work for me, I know their kids, you know, I know what they do, you know, what they like to do for fun, where they like to vacation. Um, and that's, you know, and, and that's what you need to do to, to have those personal relationships with your people because, you know, they're your, your work family when you're here, you know, eight, nine hours a day. 
um, you know, five days a week, you know, you get to spend a lot of time with them. Oh, no doubt. Well, it explains, it explains how your controller is giving you uh, holiday weekend reporting on a, on a holiday, you know, because you've get, you've, you've created an environment. I just love this. Um, TL, I think it's so cool to talk about, um, what happens. Cause when you're sitting at lunch, um, uh, in a casual setting, you, it's not all business. You're, you're getting into all kinds of different things that whatever happened on the weekend, whatever happened to the family right it, it, you're 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 really exploring a deeper relationship yeah it's and um when, when we go to lunch now here with the with the uh, the folks it's um you know yeah some we'll we'll talk business we'll talk some business we'll talk some politics <laughs> yep. and then we we all we always talk about grilling because a lot of us um would like to grill like to cook out that sort of thing right. and the weekends there's usually a text you know, string going along of who's grilling what and how many hours and what it looks like <laughs> and pictures, you know. And, uh, and so it, it's, you you want to be able to not only have a, to work with them, but it, it, to, to, you got to make it fun. Because yeah. if, if you wake up in the morning and you, you don't want to go to work because you don't like it, find a different occupation, yeah, find a different job or a different employer because... If you're not happy, you need to change something um, because you need to you need to wake up and want to go to work, so to speak, and want to interact with people. Well, yeah, and the teammates are so different. You you can't always pick your teammates either, but you can make a decision about what you want to have a relationship to and everything else. And so much of what I see is people that just don't understand each other and they don't spend the time. So, you know, um, whether it's lunch or, I mean, just the other day I had a chance, somebody invited me to their son's baseball game, and I thought, I thought, you know what, um, I'm going to go. And so they were just seemed like they were really surprised that I took time to be at the game. And uh, I actually truly, truly enjoyed it, not to mention the kid's a great pitcher. And so all of a sudden here I am uh, in a deep, deeper relationship. They're, they're like completely um, uh, uh, surprised that I would spend that time with them. But, uh, man, I wouldn't want to miss that. And I think that's some of the things maybe I missed when I was early on in my leadership role. So, man, you've got some good examples of how you reminded us of the importance of those relationships. TL, I'm so glad you're here. So glad you tuned in to the Michigan Business Network. This is the Leadership Lowdown. We'll be right back. to travel for fun and excitement craving a relaxing getaway no matter where you want to go or what you want to do you can trust dean trailways to get you there our luxury motor coach lets you relax while you travel no traffic to worry about no parking fees no hassle are you looking for some sizzling excitement this fall let dean trailways bring on the heat and take you to Firekeepers, michigan's newest gaming hotspot. experience the thrills of the slots blackjack craps the live poker room and indulge in the world-class restaurants all while counting on dean to bring you home safely dean trailways of michigan travel smart Michigan, 
This is our final segment here on the Michigan Business Network. On the Leadership Lowdown, I've had the privilege and honor of talking to T.L. Bushy, the CFO of Gemini Group, an impressive organization that's founded up in the beautiful county of Huron County, surrounded by sugar beet fields and a lot of windmills. And, of course, that's one of the things that I guess as we've gone through the last year and a half of all the the, the pandemic issues and everything else. I just, I just wonder, TL, is there a chance that you you're looking forward to getting back to normal? What, what are some of the things you're you're looking forward to reengaging uh, there at Gemini? Um, two things. Um, the first thing is that um, before COVID, we had a had a robust internship program where um, we would probably have. 35 to 40 interns, so college kids, any, you know, any from a freshman to, you know, between the, to after their junior year, that we would, we would have them through. And we would have, they would have a mentor, someone that would um, work with them. They would do events together um, outside of work or, or during work and try to develop these kids, show them what we're about, and, and just and give them good, good jobs, not just um, a here go sweep the floor type thing yeah. to have a job, but actually they could contribute and use some of their uh, of what they're learning in college. And so, w- some of the main things we would do is we we'd make sure that they're you know that they're local and that they want to stay local. And because we have numerous applicants, and we we used to tell them that if if you don't apply by um, by March first, we fill we fill up quickly um, yeah. in we different. Because and we have the plant managers asking for them that hey I'd like a an an intern in the uh, electrical engineer type of thing or a process engineer or maybe it's some in the accounting department that we we have some tasks for them through the summer months and and so we work with them they have to do a um, a uh, usually have a topic they have to report out a couple times we help to get them and you know in in front of people. In the, um, and work with our professionals just to help develop them. And it, it, it helps them, and hopefully they, they come back and we have openings for them and, yeah. um, and we can employ them. We have a couple great successes that um, we, um, some fellows that, um, and gals that were um, local, say Port Austin, went off you know, from Port Austin, went off to college and, and then went to um, and came here to our plants. And now they're, you know, hopefully they're, they're going to be a leader someday. Oh, these, that's these cool. Folks are. So, so we're really getting back to that. And then also to, to help promote the company and to, to give that family feel is the local fair. Um, the, um, we participate in the um, supporting the livestock auction. Yeah. And so, and that's, it falls under my wing because um, with my agriculture background, and so when they have the sale days, the auction, when the kids sell their steers, yep. or sheep, or hogs, um, are you the I'm guy bid? there bidding? I'm the bidder. <laughs> oh, that's and, fun! Uh, and and rep- representing, and you know, I, I uh, um, you know, I can't buy all the kids or, or no. um, uh, kids, but I can help bid them up and that sort of thing. But to <laughs> get a lot of satisfaction when you know they announce Gemini Group, you know, a local company here supporting and. And the kids, they usually give gifts to the buyer and, um, and that. It just, you know, they come up and they're, you know, 14, 13, 14, 15 years old. They're shaking your hand and thanking you for buying their, their steer or hog or, 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 or sheep. So I'm uh, looking it. forward to that. Missed it last year and, um, 
and uh, want to get back at that. So now that's the here that's the Huron County things. Fair, right? Huron County Fair. Yeah, and that's and right that there is, on Bad X. Yeah, that is, um, and they raise usually about eight hundred thousand is the auction oh, proceeds. Wow, it's one of the, I think it's the largest in the state, and um, uh, of course number one A County is. Uh, and you get it. You get a lot of a lot of great, lot of local support here. The businesses that support the youth. Yeah, great program. Well, and and here on county, just such such a proud agricultural county for us, and in, uh, in the state, and lots of great things, lots of great people out there. And of course, I think it's really important. Uh, you know, when you look at uh, what you've got going. Uh, helping those those young people and doing those those auctions, I just know I've been to a few of those, and having somebody like you in the stands with a with the the backing of Gemini Group, uh, I think that's pretty cool, and and got to turn everybody's head. So that must be one of your favorite your favorite times of year. When is that fair coming up, by the way? That is um, the first week of August this year. Oh, wow, well, cool! When it's going to be. Well, hey, uh, TL, thank you so much. Uh, you you sure have given us a lot to think about. Glad you could be with us, and, and so grateful for uh, for your time today. As I think about uh, think about wrapping up here, I just want to say thank you for uh, spending time with us. Thank you for tuning into the Michigan Business Network. You've helped us here on Leadership Lowdown. We've got lots of great takeaways, TL. And we're so grateful for you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time.